Hey, hey, welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast. I am Mike Gingrich, a business creative and a basketball fan. I'm weaving here together in this podcast to give you practical, no-nonsense resources on social media, business marketing, leadership, and life. Why do I do that? Because the adjustments you can make at halftime can help your business win the game in the second half. You ready to go? Let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, you ready to get started today? Okay, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. This is Mike Gingrich. You know how very Gary Vaynerchuk does? Vaynerchuk. Well, I decided maybe I need to start doing Gingrich so that uh, the world begins to get it right. Because I get a lot of uh, mispronunciations of my last name. Now, it's basically break it into two syllables, and there's a silent E in the middle. All right? So two syllables, Ging and Rich. Ging, G-I-N-G, and Rich, R-I-C-H. There's a silent E in the middle between them. So that, that's it right there, folks, okay? Spread that across the globe. All right, so today I want to dive into a new episode that is a follow-up to what we've been doing uh, over the, the past number of weeks, and um, that is following up on our digital marketing funnel, uh, particularly going through each of the key areas in the funnel, and today is part four, uh, nurture. Okay, so we've been through attraction, engagement, and capture, and this part is nurture. And we're going to dive into this one, but first give me a little uh, re- you know, recap on the, the key parts of the funnel. So my digital marketing funnel, game plan for digital marketing, has uh, six pieces to it. At the top of the funnel is attraction, okay? And uh, this is where you're trying to get in front of your ideal audience with uh, a content social media strategy. And uh, the second piece of that is engagement. So there needs to be some kind of um, you know, activity because they want to engage with you. It's brand awareness. It's brand connection. It's building trust. Uh, this is responding to comments on social media. This is engaging on social media. You know, that's part of the top of the funnel, attraction and then engagement underneath that. Together, that makes up the bulk of your content strategy on uh, your web and social media. So your blog and social media, about 50% of your weekly efforts uh, go into those first two areas, get in front of the right audience. Then um, the third area is lead capture. And uh, with lead capture, this is a specific intentional content and then social media posts which drive them back to your website where there's some type of soft opt-in, some type of um, resource, something of value in exchange for their name and email address, name and phone number so that you can get them on a list. Email list generally, maybe it's a text message list as well, but you're capturing them so they're going from an unknown, a fan, a follower to a known entity, name and email address so you can then have a Another way to build rapport with them over time. That's what lead capture is, and that leads us into uh, nurture, which is where we're at now because we've captured them from a you know specific area on our website, specific offer. You know whether that was a free ebook download, whether that was a coupon discount code whether that was uh, entering a sweepstakes for a chance to win and joining your email list, uh, whether, you know, whatever that was. It's some type of resource that you offered, something specific, and that was enough value that they wanted to opt in. Part of that opt-in was to say you're joining this list, OK? 
okay? And, you know, again, it, just to give you a breakdown on the intricacies there, your lead capture should be tied into some type of automated system, your CRM system, your email marketing system. That can be something as simple, what we use with a lot of clients, is MailChimp, right? So the lead capture forms, I'm using our Waftio tool, W-A-F-T-I-O.com which gives me a pop-up form to use on any page of my website, um, a widget pop-up, and I can also make a landing page out of that or embed it on a page of my website, all kinds of uses there. But I can set up within Waftio that it's integrated with MailChimp. I can choose what list. And, um, you know, so again, on, uh, on com, you come over here now, and I have a you know, digital marketing ebook offer out there for people. And uh, they sign up for that on... Uh, Waftio, and that's integrated. They're joining my email list uh, from that, and I've chosen what list in Mailchimp that they go into, and then I do my work for the email nurture in Mailchimp. I set those pieces up. So that's that's where we're at. Is the we've captured them from, and it's the capture was specific to a certain resource, and now we want to nurture them. All right, so um, let's break that down a little bit further. When I talk about nurture. Generally, I am talking about email nurture because email works, folks. I mean, people are still going through their email every day. They're paying attention to that. They're sorting through their email. If they want inbox zero, they got to touch each one and say, what do I want to do with this? Um, if you're like me, you don't even attempt inbox zero, but you are scanning everything and figuring out what you're going to do with it. So that's getting into people's inbox, and it's an opportunity to uh, some people call it drip marketing, okay? Because email nurture is going to be a sequence or a series of emails over time. It drips. It, it's a series. It's a number. And most importantly, it should be automated. It should be set up. This should happen while you sleep, while you're in meetings, while you're meeting with clients, while you're doing other work because this is a once and this is part of your digital marketing online. You can't be everywhere all the time this is a way to connect with people automatically over time. And it is working for businesses all across the globe today and something that it needs to be a key piece of the strategy every business uses in their digital marketing. Now, if you listen to my third part of this series about lead capture, I said that this lead capture is the most missed item on websites today, that people are failing at getting uh, some type of good strategic lead capture on their website. So if they're missing that, then they're typically missing this other piece, which is nurture. All right, so these need to go in tandem together. You capture them, you nurture them. You must uh, work out a plan strategically together. And I want to dive into that next. So my next area that I want to cover is keys for your email nurture in the digital marketing funnel. Number one, it needs to build on the lead capture that was initially uh, received. All right, so again, coming back to my example, on MikeGingrich.com where I'm offering that digital marketing uh, checklist resource. So that's what people, they said, they, they saw that offer. They said, hey, that sounds good. I want that ebook. I'm going to sign up for this list. So my email nurture 
should stay in that realm. All right, I shouldn't be diving off to some other type of topic. I should not be selling a product right away. Okay, it is it is not a nurture that each time tries to sell, 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 sell. Okay, it is not. This is um, going back to Gary V. This is the jab, jab, jab before the right hook. Remember his book on that? Jab, 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 right hook. This is. Offering value, offering value, offering resource, offering resource because you need to build trust. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It takes at least seven points of contact before somebody's ready to uh, know, like, and trust your business well enough that they want to do business with you. Most people on their first awareness of you, first time on your site, first time getting the lead capture piece are not ready to buy right then. They're not ready to buy. So how do you stay in touch with them? That's what this whole nurture thing is about, staying in touch with them uh, frequently enough that you're on their mind, to aware they're aware of you, and along the way you're building some trust, you're offering value, you're educating them, you're taking away questions that they might have and overcoming any barriers, hurdles to them purchasing and purchasing from you. So that, that's, those are keys. And um, you don't want, you want to be aware of timing. So again, I said don't be selly selling these, and you can't uh, over communicate. I mean, there there is such a thing as too many emails in a email nurture series, and uh, you don't want to be sending something that's you know every day, that's twice a day, all those kind of things. That's too much. All right, so let's let's break that down a little bit further. They've come in. They've been captured in your email um, offer, your lead capture offer. They've been added to a list. Uh, the first email that went out was a confirmation and uh, a link again to that resource. So they have that, and it kind of introduces them and says, hey, you know, we're going to give you a, a few emails over the next number of days here with some related resources. Um, stay tuned in two days for your next email. Okay, the next one comes across, and... Um, you want each of these in the nurture series again to at the beginning you're not going to sell you want to have one main point and maybe at the tops two to three sub simple points that link to blog posts so i'm talking about emails that are not massive okay what's key is a tremendous subject line and then uh, that that's keys in on the topic that grabs their attention because remember a lot of people are seeing their emails and in the inbox they're only seeing the title they're making decisions on whether they look at the email based on that subject line so the subject line must captivate them must draw them in then you got to get to the point right away uh, your your tone should be that of your brand whatever that tone is but again it should always be mixed in with um, Offering value, offering resource, educating that—that's the, the posture within your brand tone that you want here, and you know, get to the point. It's going to be a paragraph um, with a link to the resource. And again, this is where you can use your best resource content on your website that you've already got. You don't have to create specific new mega resources for this email nurture series. You can 
introduce and link to key resources that you've already created. It's, it's basically your, your copy is just that one paragraph that introducing it, why this matters, you know, uh, reconnecting with them. Hey, hope that ebook was helpful. Hey, in, in this second email here, we got another resource that's related. This is what it's going to do for you. Here's a key point. Come on over here and click to go see it. And um, then below that is maybe, you know, a couple bullet points. By the way, if that was of interest, you might also like these. You know, blog post two, blog post three. That's it for today. Boom. That's it. Okay. So, um, that's the essence of the copy that you want to have in there. And um, the way you address them should be related to the type that w should flow from the lead capture. Okay, so was it a lead capture for brand new leads that have never heard of you before? Okay, that's one type of email nurture series. And then there's email nurture for maybe an upsell for clients who have purchased from you before. That should be different. And you, and you So you want to know who you're talking to and talk to them in a relevant way. Okay, so in, in this example, we're going to go with, we, you know, the, the digital marketing funnel. We were trying to get new clients, so we had the big attraction. We got some engagement. We got them to our site for a lead capture. They've opted in now, and um, they've gotten, this is the second email, one key point, two to three sub points that went out. Um, then frequency. Let's talk about that next. And I'll give you a couple thoughts. This can be different based on your industry, uh, based on your audience, what they expect, what they are, are willing to receive from you. But, but here's two to three common examples. And, and one of those is five to seven emails dripped over 14 days. All right. Five to seven emails dripped over 14 days. So roughly somewhere in the realm of an email every two days. Okay. And, and that's, they got the initial one with your resource that went out right away. And then, you know, the next one would be two days later, two days later would be number three, two days later is number four, that type of thing. Another option is a shorter one is a 10 day. And maybe you're going to do four to five emails in that 10 day sequence. So you get the idea. I'm never going really faster than, than two days. That's, that's tops. I might go three days. Um, I might go four days. I need to stay top of mind enough that they don't forget about me, but I need to not do too many that they're turned off and begin to know it. I like those two, five to seven or 14 or four to five over 10. And then to assess, I can go through and look at opens, go through and look at clicks and in the final email of those, I will oftentimes try to take a next step. That might be a time for your offer, okay? That might be the time for your next um, step up with them. Is it a free consultation? Is it a webinar? Is it a offer for a discount on a product or service? So think about, you know, climaxing or culmination at the, the, the last email in that series. And then with that series, you want to see what's happening. Did people open? Did they click? And consider then segmenting further, okay? Those who showed activity and interest, those who opened, those who clicked can be segmented to receive another series 
Maybe it's in a series of three more emails that ends in a specific offer because now we've, they've shown some interest, so now we want to get specific with them and drill down. Um, but for those that didn't, you know, maybe we want to try something a little bit more. Hey, it doesn't look like this has been helpful for you. Uh, can you give me some feedback? Say one for this, two for this, three for this. Give them a little survey question or something like that. See if you can uh, attract engagement. But that's segmenting to, based on what's happened to, to get some further feedback and to try to, to nurture that further. All right? So that's um, a point here in this whole email nurture series. And again, uh, you can use Infusionsoft, you can use uh, Waftio. Uh, there's all types of options out there to bring these pieces together. We use Waftio with MailChimp for all of our small business clients to get them started. Uh, the more advanced ones might start using a CRM system with those. Um, but again, back to the keys. This Your, your nurture must be resource-rich. It must build trust, and you must be timing-aware. Don't do it too frequently. And it must build on the lead capture information, kind of be, you know, be tied to what your products or services are, but it's not necessarily pushing your products or services. It's pushing value. It's uh, offering help and resource to build trust. You, if you can build brand awareness, you can build trust. If you can answer their questions when they're ready to buy, they will consider you if you've done your job well here. And this, all, again, all happens, can happen while you are sleeping while you're in other meetings because you set it up once and you've done that and you've seen what's happening. So that's the essence of email nurture in the digital marketing funnel. Now, so we're, we're continuing to drill down in that funnel. And um, uh, my next podcast, I'm going to dive into the the piece below the nurture, which is the conversion, the, the specific offers. And I kind of touched on that today, began to get into that. It's kind of at the end of the email nurture time-specific offers. We want to do that, and then we want to have a final one on measuring. So all these pieces that work together. My goal, again, is to make it uh, quick, simple, and easy for you to follow some steps and improve your online marketing by thinking through a funnel process. And, uh, you know, I th I'm putting all this together into a book, so hopefully the book's going to come out fall 2016 here that, you know, mixes this all together in a simple plan that you can follow and it can help you just improve what you do in your business. This is for small, medium-sized businesses, okay? So with that, I'm going to sign off today. And again, let me know if you have any feedback on this episode, any questions. Come over to the, you know, the, the blog and uh, MikeInrich.com and leave me a comment there. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, you can reach out to me on um, social media as well. Facebook, it's um, Facebook.com slash MikeGDigital. Um, on Twitter, Mike underscore GingRich. Okay, you know how to say it now, and you know how to spell it. Silent E in the middle. This is it. You have a great day. Make it a great day, and take this information and figure out what your next step needs to be. Put it down so you can take action on it in the next week before we meet again. All right, later on. All righty, thanks for listening to this episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. Remember, what you do in the second half outcome of the game for your business. What's the next step you need to take today to act on? Does your business need website software tools or social media help? Come on over and visit me at MikeEnglish.com. I'm also available if you want me to speak at your next event. Visit MikeEnglish.com slash speaking to learn more. Join me again for another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast because I am your no-nonsense guy adding value to you to help you win the game in the second half.